All right. It sounds like we have started our show here. And this is it the sounds show. like it. Yes. That, you know, music that music is terrible. I don't know where they got it from, but there wasn't anybody that knew what they were doing. <laughs> it's a it's a fine intro. I don't mind it at all. Rolling show. Rolling oh, show okay. on uh, the audio road at uh, let's check dot com. Uh, this is what, September first of twenty twenty two. And uh, we're here. I'm Kevin Beckett and Mike is on the line from the Pacific Highway in uh, yeah. between Santa Maria and Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. Yes. Yep, just cruising right. down the 101. Yep. Uh, living the life and the dream yep. and all that stuff and mm-hmm. left me in Iowa. <laughs> yes. Yes, we did leave you in Iowa. Right, right. I understand you're sick of the coast already. Well, we've been driving the coast from... Uh, oh, see, now you're breaking up. That wonderful cell signal is... Trying to bring it goes someplace else. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, well. Um, oh, well. So, we know... So, let's see. You had a training that you were in the middle of last week when we were trying to do the show. So, I... Uh, yeah, we were in a... Go ahead. No, we're losing you. Mike, you're in a terrible, terrible place. What is it? California? Yeah, you're in a terrible signal area of California. All right. Well, we may be hearing from Mike sometimes, and we may not. But that's okay. I'm here, and that's really all that's important. Uh, we've got uh, a couple of calls on, on the line already and everybody needs to know what the number is to call in and that will be 855-950-3835. So that again is 855-950-3835. And we've got a first call here. It's uh, somebody, I can't even really read what the issue is, but uh, the number is 502-something-something, so I hope uh, you know what's happening when I get you on the line. Hello, 502. Hey, good morning, Kevin. It's Eric. Um, I want to know the difference in tire wear and vibration between a loose front wheel bearing and a loose kingpin. What's the difference? What can I expect between the two? Okay, well, they're they're both uh, they can both end up as a similar looking tire wear pattern. Uh, In other words, uh, you're you're kind of checking both uh, the same way. Also, you can see some cupping on the outside edge of the tire. Uh, As far as how it acts, you can identify a small difference there, a potential difference there where uh, if you've got a bearing that is loose, you're going to end up with a vibration, oh, uh, usually higher than 50 miles an hour, more like 55, and it'll just get worse the faster you go. It's never going to get, it's never going to be that bad. It's never going to be great. And uh, it'll uh, be, again, accompanied by that chopping on the outside edge. Uh, The kingpin 
is uh, it's you know it's the thing that holds the spindle to the axle. It acts a little different, and around forty-five to fifty-five, you can get a little wobble in the steering wheel if it's loose, both when you're accelerating and when you're decelerating. And it will also have a chop. It could be on the inside edge. It could be on the outside edge. Um, but that, that'll that'll chop your tires also. And the way that you check it is you jack up one side of the vehicle, just one underneath one spring under the axle, and uh, get it up in the air just a little bit so you can spin it free, and grab the outer rib of the tire, and just like you're going to tear the rib, the, the tire right off of the rim, push it toward and away from the frame, and see, how, see if you can get some action, some movement. Like a high pitch, click, 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 will tell you that it's a bearing that's loose. Or a deeper thump, 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 thump will tell you that that's the, the kingpin that's loose. And if you're not sure what you're hearing, well, just have somebody step on the brake. And if the movement goes away, that was the bearing that was loose. But if the movement still occurs, well, the kingpin is what's loose, is the culprit. Because the, the brake has locked up the spindle, but because it's on the inside of the spindle and it's uh, attached to the axle, it's still able to move because uh, if it's the kingpin, it's loose. Does that all make sense? Yes, it all makes sense. I just learned something new. I didn't even think about uh, pressing the brake in order to, to check to see if it's the bearing. That's, that's pretty interesting. Uh, as soon as you said that, I, I knew the mechanics of it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's dumb. I'm a dummy. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not a dummy. There, Everybody does this. Yeah, I think the reason that uh, uh, Mike has lost the call is, uh, you know, they've got all the electric cars out there in California. There's not enough power left to run the cell phone tower. That that could be that could be it. But, uh, I just we shouldn't be surprised that in the most populous area of the frigging country, you can't get a good cell signal. Is I think that's, that's funny. Idea. I think I just heard him come back. There is he back? I'm back. I'm back. Mike's here. Well, stop scaring Dottie. Get off the phone. Is she holding on to something? You're driving. She's got to be holding on to something. No, no. My sister's driving the car. That's what's got her terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do I'm it. sitting in the back seat talking on the phone. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I was just, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Kevin. That was a, uh, a great explanation between the two. I really appreciate it. All right. All right. Thank you for calling. All right. Okay. So that's a, that's another one, uh, another one down. Uh, and Mike is back. And you were talking about uh, something that happened in Portland. Yeah, we were. We had two trainings to do up there for a tire company. One was at a Kenworth dealership for fleets and different people, and that was on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, we were doing a seminar for Penske up in, in the area. Mm -hmm. Same seminar both days. And uh, the Penske one was kind of interesting. We kept showing them things that were wrong and how to fix them. And the mechanics kept saying, yeah, we see all those problems, but we can't fix that until the management says we can do that stuff. <laughs> so, uh, and, and, man and management wouldn't attend the meetings. It's no, they're all in their offices doing important stuff. Well, what do you do with that? Now, I guess Not much. something I never knew. How long does Penske hold on to their trucks? I don't know. Uh, I never. Asked. Long enough to have these problems. 
Well, yeah, if they got running a hundred thousand miles, they got the problems. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's just terrible for them or I, uh, I do feel like terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, they, they'll, they'll, they'll notice that they've lost money at some point by not being able to fix their problems. And, uh, then they'll, they'll address. Hopefully. Well, as long as they can get the tire companies to adjust the tires and give money back for the tires, Oh, yeah. Many of the management people don't care. Yeah, that's a that's a good relationship to have where you can get your your just get your money back that way. Uh, yeah, don't fix it. Just make them make an adjustment. The economics of that that uh, the tire companies that we're dealing with are taking the largest customers that they've got and throwing money at them. Um, really makes it more important for anybody that doesn't have a bajillion trucks to make sure that their stuff is taken care of because they're not getting the same deal. Yep, they're not. That's fact. I'm going to lose you here, so go ahead and take another call. That figures. All right. I'm going to talk to, I think it's Bob with the 239 area code. Hello, 239. Hey, I got a quick question for you on uh, Justin toe. Okay. If I need to be towed in, right now I'm zero. If I need to be towed in at 16. Am I rotating yeah. that tie rod bar to the front or to the back? Well, what it, it should be from the factory is that if you rotate it from the firewall toward the axle, you are rotating it uh, toward toe in. But even from the factory, if you got that tie rod reversed and the, what should be the right end is in the left side and uh, what should be the left side is on the right side. Now your, your directional tie rod uh, uh, is, is instead of, instead of uh, expanding, it's shrinking when you turn it that same direction. So you don't so know. Install, install, have to... Yeah. Install what? the correct way. Installed the correct way, up and toward the front toes it in, and down toward the back toes it out. So the first right. thing you do is assume that's the right way. Go ahead mm-hmm. and tweak it, and then see what happens. Okay. Right. Okay. Now so rotate toward the turn. front of the truck. Correct. Yes, up and toward the From front. The top. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you turn the tie rod a quarter of a turn, you're going to change toe a quarter inch. Right. If you turn it an eighth of a turn, you're going to change it an eighth of an inch. So for a 16th change, you're not going to do much more than get a good squeak out of it. Right. But remember, right, you're basically is, moving it just a smidgen. Right. Yep. Remember, just there a is a certain amount of uh, play that you're experiencing as the as the tie rod end rocks. So you got to get up to the point where yeah, you get resistance. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then uh, I had talked last week about uh, possibly getting that uh, toe and tandem machine you've got there. Here's my problem. I can't find two tape measures. That when you pull, it's the same damn measurement. <laughs> we ship you two. We ship you two. We'll get you Are two. they good tape? They're, they're good tape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's a you okay. can you can test the calibration of your tape. Um, there's a there's there's a process for that involving a box. You got to get your interior measurement and your exterior measurement. The, that little end. There's a little bit of freedom of movement on that little end, and it's supposed to be the same movement. Um, you can you can go ahead and test it if you need to. I, I, the way I can we dig test, up that process. 
We simply we simply take a bar, measure the length of the bar with one, then measure mm-hmm. the same bar with the other one, and she gets the same measurement. Yes. Hell, I was even at Home Depot yesterday grabbing tapes off that I couldn't get the same measurement and save my ass. <laughs> So, well, so Lowe's, I was just curious. They, I was curious Lowe's about how you safely do that with Lowe's has better tape. <laughs> Keep in mind, I'm Polish, so you got to have always. There you go. All right. Yeah. All righty. Thank you. All right. No You're problem, buddy. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we, we handle the, uh, we get you the, the equipment that you're going to need. And yes, there is a process to double check everything on these, uh, uh, simple mechanical systems that we, uh, and the analog systems that we show you would never try to steer you wrong or put you in a position where you couldn't get the, the result that you needed. <clears throat> All right. All right. So, uh, that was, that was the two calls that we had on the line and other than Mike who is still rolling down the highway uh, getting sick of the coast the number here of course is 855-950-3835 that's again 855-950-3835 if you have any questions about tire wear about handling oh, about measurements uh, and chrome. maybe chrome chrome, chrome maybe two or three different vibrations that you might have, but not, not most of them we don't really want to hear about. Um, and, uh, well, yeah, what color truck gets you the best tire mileage? Chrome. Blue. Chrome. Blue. Chrome is the best. Chrome's like if you had a chrome well, truck chrome, with chrome the, tires. Wow. A uh, full chrome truck. Have you seen one of those? We have uh, one on the cover of our third book. That's true, we do. But I've never seen one on the road. No, no, I bet it's a little brilliant. Uh, probably probably get a lot of complaints. End up with yeah. birds, bladder, yeah. and... Yeah. But, yeah. but if you can't get chrome, there's probably a better color that'll get you better tire life blue. after that. Definitely blue. Blue, blue is it. So, so uh, yeah. Henry Albert is doing purple. just fine with his big old. Yeah, Mary says purple color. though. Oh, is purple? Mary wants purple. Oh, Mary, your sister. Yeah, yeah. My sister. She's uh, she's a big fan of the purple cars. I, I, yeah. I swear she's had purple a few of them. Purple trucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Henry, on the other yeah. hand, has blue. Yes, he does. Old blue. Yeah. Old blue. All right. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, what what have you learned on your drive from 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 up north of Portland all the way down to here? What have I learned from Astoria, Oregon, down to almost Santa Barbara, California, driving the coast? Mm-hmm. What's it's the a long way? way. It's a long. That's a long piece of coastline. It's a long <laughs> piece of coastline. Yes. Right, and right. you go from lots of trees up north to very few trees down here. What's that, Mary? Oh, there's good ice cream sundays at Girardelli Square in San Francisco. We stopped there in that one. Girardelli Square. Yes, I've never been yeah. there. I've been to a pier yeah. in San Francisco when I was in the Navy, but yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I don't remember the name Girardelli Square. So. Yeah, they got the big sign up over the buildings, Girardelli. Yep. 
Thanks, Fish. Mm-hmm. Huh. Very nice. Big old sun. We drove over the. I saw, we drove over the rusty bridge. The rusty bridge that that right. uh, yeah. ends up being an emblem. Yeah, they nobody has nerves to jump minutes. off. No, no, no. We just cruised. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, and what, what was the? Was there a piece of coast that was better than another? Uh, the piece of coast that I was most impressed with was uh, was up around Crescent City, Northern California, where the redwoods are. Where the redwoods are. Ah, all right. You're getting down to where the palm trees are. That's not as impressive as where the redwoods are. Well, there ain't no palm trees along here. There's just a bunch of dead oak trees and yeah, windblown stuff and scrubs. Get down to Southern California here, and it's just really not very pretty. Not very pretty. <laughs> okay, well, Southern Redwoods are better. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. Well, we have we have another call to interrupt our reminiscing and uh, uh, squawking. Good. We can do something and, important uh, if we had to take a call. <laughs> this one has a vibration, so I don't know if I'm. Oh damn! Gonna be. I'm going to hang up. We'll see. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Hello, Mike and Kevin. How are you? We're doing all right. Good. How's things there? Well, well, I'll tell you. I got a, a new truck to me. It's a, a 2019 uh, Kenworth, and um, between when it's downshifting between 12 and 11, it has a horrible vibration when it gets to the point where it wants to downshift. Like uh, it's going to just vibrate the plastic out of this truck, which is, uh, it's, hmm. it's pretty bad. So I, I don't know. I was wondering if you had any ideas what it might be. This is a what again? I, I couldn't hear you. You both talked at the same time. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. It's a 2000, 2019 Kenworth, a T680. Right. And it's only between, like, when it wants to downshift from, from 12th to 11th or from 11th to 10th, right around that, I don't know, right at the yeah. bottom end of the RPMs, when it wants to shift over, it just vibrates like crazy. It's like, it's just the steering column and the steering wheel. Um, it's not, not really a shake. It's a vibration, like a pretty serious one. Um, but it's in the steering column, not in your seat. Correct. Okay. And so you, you related to a, uh, a gear. Is there a specific speed that that gear relates to? Uh, well, I like to say when it's, when it's once the downshift from 12 to 11th, when I'm going up a hill or something like that. It'll reach like 10,000 RPM, and then it'll just start vibrating like crazy until it shifts. Then when it shifts down into 11th, it goes away completely. That's not a front-end vibration. That's a driveline vibration. Okay. Now, is, okay. It a Cummins, is it a Cummins engine? Yes, sir. Is it an Eaton transmission? I believe so. It's a 12-speed automatic. I think it's an Eaton. Yeah. Okay. We've had some vibration complaints like this in the past, and it turned out 
that it was a warped clutch plate. Okay. Did you say warped? Yeah. W-O-R-K-E-D? W-A-R-P-E-D. Warped. Okay. Okay. I know a few right. people that are warped. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. I resemble that remark. Okay. No, 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 no. I was not not, not referring to you. Uh, <laughs> no, it's true, though. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, a warped clutch plate. Mm-hmm. We've Man, had some I mean, complaints. Go ahead. We've, we've had some complaints matching up Cummins motors with Eaton transmissions, and they had problems with the clutch plates warping. Okay. And and you're talking okay. about an RPM vibration. The revolution minute of the engine is the key. When you change the yes. RPMs, you change that. So it's not in the wheels. It's not in the drive shafts. It's it's more likely between the transmission and the engine, and the likely suspect is the clutch. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So I, All right. Uh, they, uh, they, I, they they may know that when I take if I take it in, then then and I mention that they, they they may be able to look it up and, and say, oh yeah, yep, there's a correlation between they that may. and okay. It okay. depends on how warped they are, right? Exactly. That's correct. Uh-huh. Okay, guys, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so that's interesting that he feels it in the steering wheel, but it's definitely RPM-related. That's uh, a vibration, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what could be is is that the whole engine is torquing in the frame, and that's affecting the steering column. Right. Right. Quite Quite a thing. Uh, but uh, and yep. it is a surprise again that it's between two gears and not every time. But I guess it just depends on the operation. Yep, yep. Not yeah. my job. I don't know. Take it to Bruce. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's a good. Yeah, call him about all these things. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. We have another one uh, from the four hundred two area code that we'll go ahead and take now. Uh, hello, Nebraska. Afternoon. Howdy. Can you hear me? Howdy. We're going to hear you. Um, I've got a question for you. I've got a, kind of got a semi in my right front steering uh, tire on the, on the, the outside of, yeah, on the passenger side on just one side, just one part. It's like worn down past the wear strip and it's not quite into the first rib. Well, it's into the first rib the wide rib, but it's not gone into the, the center, you know, the tread, uh, those little grooves in the center of the tire. Um, right. What what brand, what year Freightliner Volvo is this? This is a 2016 Freightliner Cascadia. It's uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Michelin. What we think is wrong. Yeah, well, I just wanted to make sure, when you say just one part, are you saying it's part of the rotation, or yeah. uh, okay? So well, just, just on, on just one part of the on one part of the the right side or the outside edge is so how worn down. Is, how long are we talking about? About two foot. About no, about uh, six inches. Six inches. Okay. Well, and the rest okay, of it that... seems to be the rest of it seems to be even. I and mean, I'm okay. trying to think, and that's. 
it's something that maybe it's alignment or something like that because I do get a a shimmy every once in a while. Some roads it's just like it shimmies like crazy, and then other roads it's like no big deal. It drives straight. Right? Is there feathered wear on the steer tire? Well. I don't feel much. There's much, not much difference. I mean, either way. Well, it's it's a Michelin, so you want to pay attention to those little sipes right in the middle of the three ribs, and just run your finger over them instead of your whole palm. Is there? Is there? Can you feel a ridge on those? Yes, on one on on at the outside of the outside. Well, the not the first rib, the second rib second in one. on the outside. Of part of it is is worn down a little bit. All right, so pushing your finger in toward the frame or out away from the frame. Do you out feel of, the ridge? in towards yeah in towards in towards the frame. It's nice and you know you know and uh, it's kind of like a ramp <laughs> after you uh-huh. get past that first you know inch and a half right. rib. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. I'm still back so to the got, 55 degree wheel cut or balance. Yeah, yeah. We need to tell you that the you know there there is a, such a thing as a 55 degree wheel cut. It is true that if you if you turn your steering wheel all the way out, uh, and then you're backing up into a dock, you're putting the wheel the the whole spindle just uh, in a condition where it's it's leaning out on the outside edge tire and it's right. loose, so it's scuffing as you as you're backing up. So if uh, I mean, what is your operation? So over the road, I do a lot of drop okay. and hook and drop and hook. That'll do it. Yep. How and many turns back. did your steering wheel turn from straight ahead to the right? More than two turns? I I I need to do that, I guess, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah. I think you driving two turns. That's that's probably your no. Problem. I'm not driving. No, I'm not You're driving right now. Huh? I'm just, okay. Th- okay. That's why I'm able to stand here and look at the tire and tell you what I'm. Right. What I'm right, saying. Right. I was just going to say, it could be well, fun to try it while you're driving. Yeah, fire it up and turn it and see how many turns you can get on it. I mean, okay, if you're well, driving, you can do it too. It's just a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, uh, I, after I change my belt here, I can, uh, <laughs> <do that>. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> I, I'm right. changing the the steering or the alternator belt and the oh okay, I see well, all okay. that kind of stuff yeah so if right. exactly. more than two turns that's a problem that's a problem okay okay, okay. okay back backing up from that then the other issue is you get a shimmy and I'm pretty sure that the shimmy is caused by the fact that your tire is a little misshapen now um, and it's okay. it causes it causes a it's causing a vibration. That takes time because it's on the right side of the vehicle. You don't feel it as bad as you would on the left side, but sometimes right. you actually get a shimmy. Right. So I think that's what's going on. And uh, it and could be caused by the 55 degree wheel cut. But honestly, if you've just got a little six inch spot, that, it could be a lot of things between the tire and the spindle. Uh, you know, you got the tire, you got the wheel, you got the drum, and you got the spindle. And uh, right. something in that line is causing that scallop. It could be the 55 degree wheel cut. It could be that you got a race that's uh, worn now, and that's causing all this. So it's uh, if you if you can, 
get that scallop, get that one spot turned all the way down to the bottom so that it is at, at your contact point. And do that test I was talking about earlier. Rock the steering wheel, rock the tire in and out and see if you can get any play. Okay. Can you do well? Can you do it with? Uh, can you do it with weight on it, or do I no. need to find somebody to? It's going to have to go up in the air, just to you know, so, so that there's okay. no weight on the wheel. Okay, so I you find could, somebody you with could, that. Not, you could wait. You, if you don't have a jack, you could climb up on a sidewalk and just get that wheel off so it high centers on the curb, and then the wheels dangling, and you could shake it then. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to get to get a curve that that's that big because that axle is pretty tall. It is. It is. It's pretty high up there. I really yeah, don't think you're going to pull that off. Yeah, I, think, I don't yeah, think so either. I think. Yeah, if you if you went jeeping, you may, you might be able to do this. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I got. I'm. I'm. I've been wanting to find a you know go out to Harbor Freight maybe and get a, a jack that I could get it you know jack and then jack it up. But I'm not right. sure whether they have a weight. Uh, uh, a jack heavy enough to lift it. Oh yeah, you, could, you only you only need a you only need a twelve ton jack because you only pick up six thousand pounds. Right, okay. so six thousand pounds is only three tons to begin with. I mean, it doesn't work. Yeah. You get a three ton jack; it typically doesn't work to actually lift it. But you get a twelve ton, a small twelve ton works great. Yeah, it works fine. Model jack. Okay, yep. yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll have to go and get that because I getting in these shops sometimes is a little bit. Uh, Time consuming. <laughs> yep, yep. And, uh, and I'm kind of thinking it's a tire issue because I am looking yeah. at it, and on the right side, it is on between the that right rub rib and yep. the first rib. There's a crack. Oh, okay. going all the way down to the. I can see steel belts underneath there. Uh-oh. Take it back to the tire guys to get an adjustment on it. Yeah. Either that's road hazard or a defective tire. One or the other. You need a tire guy to look at it. Yeah, I've uh, well, I've seen a rash of those lately. Well, I'm kind of uh, thinking it was road hazard. It probably caught a curb or something, or uh, going off of the side of a you know edge of a concrete or something like that, and that's probably what did it. But yeah, or started it, do it anyway. That could do it. But yeah, it looks like I'm going to need a new tire. But it, it, could that could that be the the cause of the the shimmy and the vibe. That you know, could the, be. Yes. Yep, that could be. Depends on what damage in the tire. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, but I can see. I can see. I just not looking at it. I was like, man, <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. You just look around right. the car. So a lot of times the, the, the rotation is not all the way right, right straight up. So it's like now I just, anyway. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, thank all you right, for your well, time. I appreciate you. it. No problem. Have a good thank day. You for all right. Yep, thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Well, very interesting. Yes, the fifty-five degree wheel cut is an issue, but I don't. I just don't. I have not seen that the fifty-five degree wheel cut backing up, leaning up on your edge has actually torn the tire off. Where no, it takes something more still than that. Yeah, think it takes it would, something more than that. But yeah. I'm wondering if this rash of such incidents is related. No, that would have to be a, a compounding problem, making the tire too susceptible to ripping. Okay. Okay. Rare problem. And he had Michelin's, too. Well, there yeah, you go. If, if they're starting to have a compounding problem, then they got to deal with that. All right. Okay. All right. Now, we do have another call. 
I guess we'll go ahead and get that before we get back to your problems with your sister and your wife. Uh, let's yeah, see what I don't we got go here. Yes, uh, you got a issue with I think wheel bearings. I've got a couple of questions. Um, mm -hmm. I've got a 2016 389 uh, glider. It's got Rockwell rear ends under it. I'm having a little irregular tire wire. I mean tire wear on the drives, but it's. I mean mm -hmm. I've got like close to three hundred thousand on on Michelin twenty four five tall Michelin. Uh, not right on the edge, but kind of the next lug over. That happens next to like, the frame. Like a, yes, sir. Next to the frame, and yep. it seems yeah, like it's, it's on both flex. sides of the truck. Yeah, it's, okay. it's axle flex. And it's the the reason you're not seeing on the outside rib is because they were having such problems with wear on the outside rib. They made that outside rib stiffer than they used to. And now it shows up on the next rib in. Okay. Well, I was on my way to a shop. A young guy's just kind of getting going here, and he doesn't know a whole lot about it. And I was just going to see what, if it was wheel bearings, I was going to get him to check my bearings. And I was it just going to see. What 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 would be the best way to check them? And I've never had the access out. I don't know even even know what's in there. You know, uh, the best way to really. check them. The best way to check them is you go to our website. That's mdaline.com. Right. You go to the products tab. You look at the online video library. There's a video on how to check and adjust wheel bearings. That's yeah. the easiest yeah, way to explain to you. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I watched that this morning. Right. Oh, good. And, yep. Okay, but now, and I even thought about, well, let's go ahead and just retorque the wheel bearings just to make sure, but then I got to thinking about the seals. Would that mess with my yeah, seals? I, I mean, would that? No, not really. You could you could pull the axle shafts out and retorque the bearings if you wanted to. Right. But at yeah. 300,000 miles, the odds are all you've got is axle flex. Well, no, now, that's what the tire has. Those yeah. tires have three hundred thousand. The trucks are twenty sixteen. Yeah, the truck has half a million. That's the reason I was doing all but this. Stuff. If, if the wheel bearings were loose, the pattern would have shown up a lot sooner before three hundred and fifty thousand miles. Okay, That's true. Okay, so you got your three hundred thousand miles on your tires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I, all you got is axle flex. Okay. I have another question. Those twenty four fives are hard. For, you know, the science fishing and emission, and they're non existent in my area. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was going to convert over to 225 to just run the 11R 225s. Yep. Okay. Because that, that truck be came with, that, that was a, my, that truck came with, with a low pro 24s. So, you know, same, same tire. I mean, same, same, a little more availability with 225s. Can you get the 11R22s? I understood most of the manufacturers aren't building 11R tires now. Well, I'm, I'll double check before I completely make this swap. But uh, I was told that, you know, the people where I buy tires, he said he had plenty of them. Yeah. Okay, well, if he's got them, he's got them. That's fine. Yeah. That should um, cover you for a few years. Right. Yep. Well, for, uh, like I said, I've still got pretty good tread on my drives. My, Mm -hmm. My steers are going to be coming up pretty soon. Can you run 22.5, 11 hours on the front? And yeah. 22. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what you run on the front. It doesn't matter what you run on the front. 
compared to the rear. You can run either way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Because I saw a truck and a truck stop that set up like that the other day. I, 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 like, man, I'm, I didn't know you could do that. But I was just double checking. Sure, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, no problem. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, fellas. All right. Thanks for calling. All right. All right. All right. Well, that's uh, interesting questions. Um, yep. Glider kits. 2016 glider kit. Half a million miles and getting 300,000 miles on your drives. Now, um, and, and still plenty bad. of tread. Still plenty that of tread. That's, a, that's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, uh, and let's see. So, do you, anything else to say that you've learned and experienced in your, in your travails with the, uh, and travels with the, with the, uh, the, the ladies that you are driving with? Every time we get to a close to a major metropolitan area, the traffic all stops. That's, that's the main thing I've learned. Welcome to California. Yeah. <laughs> it, it happened in Portland. Ah. It's happening in California. We're sitting here alongside the road. Stop. Just everybody stop. just came up. Oh, that's good. Yeah. At least your signal isn't changing. Yes. Yeah, signal's <laughs> not changing. It's, 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 uh, it's not a freeway. It's a parkway. It's a parkway. That's it. You're right. Yeah. Okay. The one on one is yeah. Not, uh yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, for everybody that isn't or is stuck on a highway, uh the number here is eight five five nine five zero three eight three five. If you have any questions about your tires or your axles, your handling, alignment a measurement that you thought wasn't right or anything's going on. Uh, not all, not you know, everything you know you else got a, you, you know you got a big RV and these people are driving down its RV kind, right? And on the back of the RV, they've got a ladder attached to the trailer to be able to climb up on top of the trailer for I don't know what. But this guy's not satisfied with the ladder that's attached there. He's got an orange step ladder strapped to that ladder. To so the ladder. ladder on a ladder. Yeah. On a ladder. Well, is it possible it's just there for storage, or is it something that looks like he actually uses? He wouldn't store a ladder on a ladder for storage. <laughs> no. He doesn't trust the original ladder, so he put another ladder on there to make sure he could climb on it. Well, that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's fancy. Yeah, you can't reach the bottom of the ladder. It's too damn high. <laughs> <laughs> no, he gets his wife to, to get down on her hands and knees and he steps on her to get out of the ladder. <laughs> she won't go up the ladder. There's no way she's going up the ladder. So she's got to be no. the step. <laughs> oh, the Never things mind. you see on the highway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. So what, uh, well, what, okay. Which leg of the trip so far has been your favorite? That red Which leg or? of the trip has been? Um, going down the Oregon coast was kind of pretty. I got to admit was. That, that was that was kind of pretty. And then we got into California, and and it got windy and lots of trees, and that was kind of pretty. Uh, the, the whole thing was worth it. I mean, we're two weeks in. Tomorrow will be officially two full weeks we've been on the road, and That's we got correct. two weeks left. Yes. Yeah. And now we're going to travel the ugly parts, Southern California, over to Arizona, 
up through Kansas to New Mexico. Nothing pretty to see there. Not not a whole lot. It's uh, you got to really look to find uh, the, the you know the pretty parts of uh, the flat part of Kansas. <laughs> yes, miles and miles and nothing but miles and miles. Miles and miles. Oh yes, almost like yeah. the big sky country you drove through in Montana. We drove through that. Yes, we did. Yeah, we saw the Badlands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. There's somebody here who has a question about caster. So that should be fun. Okay. All right. We can talk about caster. Hello, Bill. Hello, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Um, Yeah. Am I correct? Am I correct? Caster is the the tip on the axle, on the front axle, correct? Yes. Or is that camera? Bottom tip forward. No, that's the tire tip, in and out. Okay. Caster is the bottom of the axle, tip forward or tip back. Okay, all right. Now, I've heard you talk about this before, and some trucks coming out, you know, up to like five degrees of caster. And you said that, so, so, well, anyhow, so you said that causes a a rough ride, right? Like bridge and stuff like that? And Yes. You said it ought to be around two degrees, correct? Yeah, for a tandem drive axle truck or a three axle truck, two degrees of caster is usually plenty. And for every degree you take out of the front end, you get a 10% improvement in ride quality. Okay, well, then what about for a two, two axle life? How about for a two axle truck? Just a single rear axle. A single rear, you're going to need to be up closer to three. Okay. And, and now that, what? Now, that kind, of, that kind of depends on how long the truck is. The longer the wheelbase, the less caster I can get away with. The old cab over Freightliners with a single drive axle, they were really short wheelbase, no sleeper on them. We had to run four degrees to get to go straight. Okay, so what 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 does the caster what that, that pitch in the axle? Why why do they build them up to five to seven degrees? What does that do? Well, the more cast you have in the front end, the straighter the truck wants to run, and when you turn away from straight, it makes them want to come back to straight. So the engineers, when they can't figure out how to make a truck handle right, they just keep jamming caster in it instead of figuring out the other problems and fixing them. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. And, uh, just figure Caster's probably going to solve it. Yeah. But but less Caster should should give a, a little bit of a smoother ride. Oh, that. And and more tire life. And more tire life. Okay. Well. Right. Those good things. All right, everybody. Yes, uh, got another quickie if you got time. All right. Uh, if you got more money. Oh, well, you know, sorry. I, for everybody's uh, information, we charge everybody that calls into this show. Uh, hey, 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 day's tomorrow. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Can you, uh, I've heard a lot of guys done some reading about the, the Dr. Preload and everything. Can you explain that? process um 
and I've heard you talk about, you know, uh, on some of them, you've got like a spacer in there between the wheel bearings. I assume if you use that Dr. Preload, you, you don't have a spacer in there anymore, correct? Uh, correct. If you have the spacer in, you simply tighten the bearing to 300 foot-pounds and you're done. The Dr. Preload is for those that don't have the presets or the spacers in them, and it's a precise way of setting the bearing for the slight preload. It's the best method I've seen for adjusting bearings in the 50 years of have been playing and even if you do have the type with the spacer in there, do I understand it right? You can just take the spacer out and then go ahead and, and use the doctor preload. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, but no, the one the the, spa- the spacer just just takes takes away with actually having to have a, a, a any kind of preload on your on your nut it just you you're basically you're jamming them down tight and doing away with them right and they're just hoping that that that's correct that space part, that's part correct. so okay yeah. okay that's correct yeah. yeah and i wouldn't i wouldn't spend any effort trying to you know pull out a spacer if you don't have a problem right okay wait until you have an issue and if uh, if one has loosened up and you've now got play or you've got a seal feather or anything else like that now it's time to go ahead Get that out of there. Go ahead and get start to preload if that's available. Okay. Now, what about with, with aluminum hubs? I know my truck has aluminum hubs. No difference. Is there? No difference. Okay. No difference. Okay. I guess not all, but most of them. Okay. Okay. All right. Yep. I think that answers all the questions. All right. All right. You have a good day. All right. Thanks, Thanks guys. Uh-huh. Bye. All right. Yes, one of our uh, close associates there, Doctor Preload. Uh, mm-hmm. Really good guys. Uh, love work, uh, having them out there. Uh, would like more people using that. More people that I can refer to because there's the issue. I like our torque setting settings, but there's no guarantee in that the people that did it did it right. So when you got that Dr. Preload, uh, at least that process, you know, followed through ends up with what we're trying to get. Right. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yep. So let's, uh, let's see. It's, uh, my clock says it's about a quarter till. So we got just a little while longer here. Um, any more words of wisdom? Um, um, don't drive on the 101 at 10:50 in the morning on Thursday, the first of September. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Stay away from. So is everybody already going on their Labor Day weekend? Is that the problem, or is this just uh, like? I'm I'm betting there's an accident up ahead of us. Oh sure. Somebody did, right. somebody didn't touch their brakes when they were supposed to, and now everybody's backed up for about 15 miles. And ever, how many lanes are on this highway here? Uh, well, two lanes go in the direction I'm going. Only two. Okay. All right. Because I, I have I have experienced that down in San Diego, where you've got seven lanes, and somehow an accident has actually stopped all seven lanes from moving. Yeah. No, we're not on seven lanes. We're on two lanes. <laughs> yep. All right. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, we got we got another call here. Uh, 
I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe he's got an advice on how to get around this stoppage. Maybe he does. I don't know, though, because it looks like he's in Tennessee. But we'll see. Hello, 731. Hey, that's Mike. Hi, Mike. Here's our question. Um, I know I'm running regional tires, and I'm over the road. It's it just kind of the way it worked out. The first set was the set that came on the truck, and then the second one, and just all I could get at the time. It, so you're I'm wearing getting, on both shoulders. Well, that's what I'm curious about. It's only wearing on the left front tire on the inside, and it's only like wearing maybe a two-foot section. Is there feathered wear on the tire? No, no feathered wear. I don't think it's an alignment issue. You know, y'all, How old a truck is this? Uh, it's a 2020, 200,000 miles. All right. And this wear, is it only the little quarter of an inch and it actually looks almost like river wear? Or is it kind of waving into the rib? Uh, it's waving in. It's uh, uh, in and out. It's wider than your finger. I've heard you mention that. In, in spots. Yeah. But, and, and it's done that on the two sets of tires. I've got a set of over-the-road tires with a decoupler, a good Michelin, but I don't want to if I've got a problem, I want to fix it before I put those on. Right. Okay. When you get one section of a tire on the inside on a steer axle, I'm usually looking at either a mismount, a bent rim, or a balance problem. All right. So yeah, what, what, is it what, for what brand and what brand model tire is it? I mean, it's, um, it, it's a Michelin. XZE. XZE. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. And are you? Is it, what do you use it for balance? Uh, I guess uh, centromatics. All right. Okay. So we know it's balanced. We know we've got a decent tire. So somebody needs to check the rim to make sure that it's not bent. Because when a steer axle tire rim gets bent, they bend on the inside on the unsupported bell of the rim. Right where your wear okay. is. The other possibility yeah. is that it was slightly mismounted when you when you set it up. I'd expect a corresponding yeah, opposite corner. Yeah, but not on two sets of tires on the same wheel position. Oh, that's true. Right. Yeah. Okay, so I need yeah, to especially you the rim. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that. All right. All right. Good luck to right. you. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. There we go. Tire problems is getting solved left and right. We've got an emergency scene ahead. There's a sign on the side of the road that says there's an emergency scene. Okay. So is, that an a painted, is that a painted sign? It's, it's a painted permanent sign there, yeah. It's on yeah. post. It's buried in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I always have. There's an emergency. It's always here. As well, tell you now, there's going to be an emergency ahead. If there's going to be an emergency, it's in this place. So they put the sign up so everyone knows. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So now we know what the issue was over there. Uh, yep. All right. Now, what are we? Let's see. We got uh, just a minute or two to take any more calls. We're kind of empty on our queue. 855 if anybody needs to call in with another question on tires, handling, alignment, uh, just uh, complaining about the highway you're driving on, whatever it is that's going on. 
how's the, how's the, how's the Prius treating you? The Prius is doing great. We're, uh, we're getting about 50 miles to the gallon. Uh, nice. it's, it's reasonably comfortable. Uh, it's not as quiet as maybe a Lincoln town car would be driving down the road, but, uh, we've had no problems with power. We've had no problems with service. It's just getting down the road. Getting on down the road. How many times have you had to gas up? We gas up every day. And we gas up every day at the end of the day. And maybe it only takes five gallons, you know, depends on how far we drove. Mm-hmm. And we're calculating a fuel mileage every day to see where we're at. And that way, when we travel, we don't want to drive more than six or seven hours every day anyway. And I don't want to have to fuel up during the day. So right. we just gas up in the morning and then the next morning we gas up again. And so it's just not something we have to worry about. The beginning of the day or end of the day, whichever one that ends up. Yeah. Yeah. Whichever one's <sighs> convenient. We're pulling to the hotel. There's a gas station. No, there's not. So in the morning we go find one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a good thing. Better than yeah. driving the, the, the truck up, uh, yeah, the up truck and around Minnesota and yeah. Yeah, the truck gets what about fourteen miles to the gallon? Yeah, on a good day. On a good yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> the worst the worst fuel mileage we've gotten on this has been like forty six gallons. The best has been yeah, like fifty three. Probably going up to, toward Coraline. No, it was uh in a local town traffic in Portland. Oh. Oh wow. That'll do it. All right. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, we've got, as I say, just a few more minutes. And if there's any other calls, uh, any more questions about tire wear handling or driving on the 101, uh, the number is 855-950-3835. And I think this has just been a wonderful reminder of why exactly you left the coast. Yes, and this is a reminder why we moved to Iowa. Get back away from all this. Uh, yep. All right. Well, you guys have a good day. You have a good day too. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll talk to you uh, another time. You bet. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. That's uh, that's Mike. And what all I'm going to do? I'm going to uh, come back next week after a long weekend. And it'll be the seventh, and we'll see you all then. Hear how things are going. I guess I'll be in Southern California for Mike. We'll talk to you all next time. Thank you very much for calling and listening.